Flying Cyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is an ancient Egyptian ruler. Yeah, uh, it's Faith. Hi. Uh, Faith. Hey, Faith. Hey. Guess what? What? You're an Egyptian ruler. Oh, gosh. When did that happen? I... The sun is too uh, spicy sometimes. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> 3,000 3, uh, 3, BC. I do like eye makeup and gold, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, uh, we are talking about Apocalypse. Yeah! And let me tell you, not big yet. No, but he will be. This was, I would like to remind you, like, this is the 89 update. Guess what happened around 89? Apocalypse showed up. In X-Factor for a little bit. Just a little bit? Yeah. Well, he showed up a lot, but like it was just, but it was not a, like a big world ending threat. Oh, I see. Um, okay. He was just kind of a dude. Apocalypse. Um, you should know what he looks like. Big A on the, big, big A on the belt. Tubes for some reason. I think he's Connect- blue. He's blue, gray, you know, one of those. Yeah. Some rude lips. Oh, yeah, his lips, like, connect the back of his head or something. Yeah, it's just really weird lips. So, um, so it says his, un- his name is unrevealed at this point because, again, not big yet. Um, but his real name is, uh, Al-Sabin-Nur. And, uh, his existence is known, uh, to the general public only through information provided by X-Factor. His other alias is Set. Saru, and it's an Egyptian word, and half the and like I, I don't have the last letter, so I'm just not going to try. Okay. Uh, Kali Ma, <laughs> yeah, and others still uh, unrevealed. His birthplace unrevealed. He's from Egypt. Um, marital status single, probably, but unrevealed. Uh, no other relatives. Um, and he is the employer of the Alliance of Evil. And of the Four Horsemen. And uh, he first showed up in X-Factor issue number five. This is the famous one where he's in a tor- turtleneck in a ski lodge. <laughs> and he showed up in the first issue of uh, the one that we talked about a lot. Uh, when we talked about the Alliance of Evil. X-Factor number five. So, yep. Uh, tapped out, you know. I'm sorry, I'm still imagining him in a turtleneck. It's really good. Well, I mean, he has a ski lot, so he has to be in a turtleneck, <laughs> of course. He'd get cold otherwise. Oh, so it's the 80s. What? How else are you supposed to dress? Yeah, a turtle. Yeah. Oh, by the way, his occupation is conqueror. I forgot that part. <laughs> you could, um, he went to college, he got a degree in conquering. Yeah. He's a master's so- in conquering. So, according to the mutant now called Apocalypse, he existed since the dawn of mankind in ancient times. He was uh, worshipped by human civilizations. In ancient Egypt, he was known as Set, 
uh, the god of death, storms, and famine. Hence why he was like... Hence, Apocalypse was confused by the Egyptians, both with primeval demon gods, Set, and the Egyptian deity Seth. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. In ancient Persia, Apocalypse, known as Saru, Prince of Demons, uh, the Aztecs worshipped as uh, Apocalypse, believing him to be <sighs> sweet so Oh, Huitzilopochtli. See, I don't have like two letters on it. It makes it really hard to pronounce. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> you need all the letters in that name. Huitzilopochtli was yeah, the god like, of death, who also looks like a hummingbird. He was the god of war in, in, in the god of war in India. He was known as Kalama, a goddess associated with death. Apocalypse claims throughout human history he brought growth. Uh, judgment and destruction. He believes that it is a strong who deserves to live, a mutant himself. Apocalypse refuses the idea of coexistence with normal human beings and superhuman mutants. Instead, he wants the superhuman mutants to dominate the Earth. Apocalypse believes that through open warfare between mutants and human beings, uh, mutants would either grow stronger or die and only the strongest will survive. Apocalypse first crossed paths with the mutant organization called X-Factor when he sent the Alliance of Evil, another team of mutants, to abduct Michael Nowland, who has the power to increase mutant levels of superhuman uh, powers. X-Factor failed to prevent the kid, uh, the, the kid, and then dash, space, napping. Um, yeah. Sorry, I've Got confused yeah. there for a moment. It's I saw kid and then napping, but no dash. And I was just a like, kid napping. Yeah, <laughs> sh- I, I didn't. I yeah, the the kid naps. The kid's napping. I forgot. I, can, I just I can't pre- believe this asshole it. woke them up. Rude. Uh, but they tracked the alliance to Apocalypse's chateau in Southern California, uh, headquarters in Southern California's. Apocalypse plan to exploit Nalan's ability collapsed when Nolan died, because basically he Uh. killed himself. Yeah, by using his powers, not good. Um, so, subsequently, Apocalypse began recruiting a team of mutant agents he called his horsemen, after the figures of Apocalypse in the last book of the Bible. Apocalypse rescued Warren Warrington, aka sorry, they did not put his full name. Warren War, uh, Warren Warring, the Worthington third. the third. There's more than Excuse one. Excuse me. Can't just say Warren Worthington without specifying. Yeah, his <laughs> grandpa. Why would yeah. you take him? I just imagine he sees like him helping an old man across the street, and it's Warren Worthington the first. Yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, Angel, a member of X-Factor from Death, and persuaded him to serve as his horseman named Death. Uh, he, his wings had recently been amputated, but Apocalypse used his advanced biological knowledge to induce Warrington's ability to grow new wings, which feathers could also serve as weapons. Uh, Apocalypse 
then had Death lead the other three horsemen in open attack on New York in order to provoke an all-out war between normal human beings and mutants. The other members of X-Factor aided the Power Pack, aided by the Power Pack, defeated three of the horsemen, and the fourth, the Death, rebelled against Apocalypse. On the other hand, Apocalypse succeeded in persuading Morlock Caliban, in an ally of the X-Factor, serve, uh, to serve him. Following the battle abroad, his fighting uh, fortress, Apocalypse uh, deserted the gigantic ship which crashed on top of X-Factor's own headquarters. X-Factor later took over the fortress ship as its new headquarters, and he remains at large. Um, so, uh, Apocalypse, uh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on with him. He has, uh, he's, his height is variable, but normally seven foot. His weight, also variable. He has blue eyes, no hair, but it says unrevealed huh. here. But I don't even think I've ever seen him with hair. I think I saw him once when he was, like, resurrected as the kid. Well, I, I mean, I think he had black hair. You know, that's, that's. I mean, if we're going by the Magneto defense, that's technically not Apocalypse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> technically. Technically. Yeah. But I mean, I like, mean, if they are kid. genetically it's similar enough, I guess black hair. No. Yeah, I guess. I was about to say if they're genetically similar enough, technically he is. I'm just like, no, <laughs> because because how Magneto got from it from being... No, he used that in the court... In an international <laughs> tribunal. <laughs> That's right. Like, he's just like, hey, I was a baby. I was a baby. And then I turned into this. I'm not even the same age when I was, when I did those crimes. You can't, you can't do anything to me. And they're just like, you know what? Follows. <laughs> cool. On it. Got it. Why don't, why don't you uh, let Xavier go off on sex page with his alien bird girlfriend while you be the leader of his <laughs> team? I know Please. you. You love teens. Teens are your <laughs> favorite. Like, no. <laughs> Please, anything but that. And they're like, no, you love teens. <laughs> so- <laughs> it's like, Please, no, put me in jail. <laughs> also, these teens will do nothing but be in danger <laughs> no. all the time. When you just want to make Can sure I have they the don't prison die. Now, please. <laughs> I would like the prison instead. <laughs> Throw me in the hag and then hang me later. Please. <laughs> Can I just die? Is that possible as well? Can you kill me? <laughs> no, you have to go with the teens. <laughs> no. Fate worse than death. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there's going to be a lot of X-Men characters um, in this book. Uh, yeah, it was, it was heyday for them. Yeah, it was. It was, definitely. Well, that's him. <laughs> That is him, the apocalypse. Well, 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 there's a little bit more. The boy. Um, he can do whatever he wants. Oh yeah. He's a plot point. He has complete genetic control over him. He can make make himself have different powers. He can put more mass. He can grow big and small. He can wear. He likes making hammers out of his hands and hitting people with them. He can wear a turtleneck and make it look good. Yeah. <laughs> um. It also really knows a lot about genetics and like again, like and this is again fall of the fall of the mutants theme because it was all because yeah. 
mutants were going through a rough time. <laughs> like, it's... Well, they're going through their uh, their by well fortnightly uh, well fortnightly genocide. Oh yeah, that yeah yeah you know you know the thing that they have to do <laughs> that happens every single every, time every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> is is this is this from a is this from an anti mutant group or is it from like a future version of us? I don't know. Oh no, it's some other dude. No. <laughs> I, like I just imagine one of them like looking at the window. They're like, "Hey, I think that genocide thing is happening again." They're like, "What again? What is it? Is it our?" Is it our future selves? Is it an anti-mutant group? Is it Magneto? No, Magneto's over there. He's not doing anything. No, it's just some guy. <laughs> He's like, blue. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> because because his, his, uh, his stuff is so scant, I decided I was also uh, going to do... Um, well, because his entry is so scant, I decided I'm also going to do his two horsemen which don't have their own entry what there's just there's just two of them yeah, well i mean one of them is one of them's archangel yeah and then yeah, caliban like, is pretty big yeah that's the thing like i mean they're gonna have their own entry yeah um so we're gonna just talk about these two so we have famine yep um whose real name is autumn by the way i'm not gonna show you but i will tell you very spooky <gasps> um so, uh, Autumn uh, Royal Royalson or Rolfson, and uh, former students, now warrior, secret identity, no criminal record uh, in the U.S., but still a minor. Uh, the known relatives are her parents. First showed up in X Factor issue number twelve, which is called uh, "Boom, Boom, Boom." <laughs> Which, uh, which is, by the way, real great, because Boom Boom is featured in it. Because you gotta love Boom Boom. And that, and that came out in January 1970. I'm sorry, 1987. Um, and it has a pretty good cover. Mostly because it features Boom Boom. I'm very glad we're gonna be able to cover. It just has, um... It just has yes. Boom Boom standing in the middle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, the I room. love her. And uh, she's just looking, looking like, uh, looking like Boom Boom in the X Factor place, and uh, just making a bunch of making a bunch of issues for the O five, the original O five. Oh, I love her. Yep, and this is when. Um, this is when uh, Louise Simonson was working in the same office as her husband, Walter Simonson. Because he was the uh, letterer and uh, he was the, well, he, sorry, he, he, did, he did the cover, which is why it looks good. Because it's a Walt Simonson cover. Ooh. Yeah. He did a lot of the covers, probably because she could be like, honey, I need a real good cover for this. And he'd be like, cool, I'll make one for you. Got it. And then, then there was a kiss on the forehead. And be like, I love you. I'm gonna get you some coffee now. And then, uh, you know, they just work. You know, you know he, him, drawing, drawing and writing Thor, her, writing X Factor and um, X Factor and New Mutants at the time. I like her writing a lot more than I like Chris Claremont. <laughs> just a preference. It's a preference I have. 
I know it's sacrilegious to say. Um, but yeah, but her history is she was an anorexic child who hated her parents. And she took, and basically she was taken by Big Scary Blue Man. And he renamed her Famine. And, uh, you want to see what she looks like? Yes. Oh, there she is. It's spooky. Spooky. Very spooky. She is spooky. Yeah, she's basically, you know how, like, uh, the glob is a thing? You know, Herman? Yes. Glob? Yeah. yeah. It was just a guy with, like, a skeleton and, uh, inside a bunch of goo? Yes. Um, yeah, he, like, it's like that, but, like, imagine smaller, not like a buff goo. But like tiny goo. Small goo. Spelt Small goo. goo. She, <laughs> tiny goo. <It's> tiny goo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she so she was anorexic and uh she showed up uh she showed up later in Uncanny X Force. Uh and this is a really good one. Uh that had um all the characters in the black and white X Force costumes. <sighs> God, that run was so good. <laughs> the the like the first it the first issue had uh had uh Deadpool keeping uh Angel alive by feeding him scraps of his own flesh because it could regenerate. Also, those costumes were amazing. Like if you haven't seen the uh, the black and white X Force costumes, like look at them; they're real good. Um, but she showed up in that, and then uh, apparently she had a son named Genocide. Oh, well, there you go. Which Archangel cuts in half because you know? Oh, he was he was renamed Holocaust. Oh yeah, good. He- okay, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, he was a herald of onslaught. And remember when they made a character in the '90s named Holocaust? Oh God, why? Yeah. Um. So, and then we have War, who is Abraham Lincoln Kiros. He's a warrior, secret identity, no criminal record. No other aliases or known relatives. Showed up in X-Factor 11, which was, uh, if you can count backwards by one, is before Feynman showed up. And I'm going to say, coming coming from my refined eyes as a uh, person who knows what homoeroticism is. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just looked at it. <laughs> If you, if you could describe this, definitely not fetish art. Oh, uh, <laughs> so front and foremost is Cyclops, um, sort of like writhing in pain, but like sexy, but like sexily in a very sensual manner. Behind him is what I is that war? I assume that's war. Who is it's that? Someone. It's somebody. Oh, it's Berserker. I guess. Um like shooting some beam at him and berserker is wearing like just like a it's like a diaper with a belt and some sexy boots but he's blasting cyclops with this these beams while cyclops uh rides sensually undulates like 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 he he's having a death but it's a but it's a small death <laughs> like just right in the middle is just like his pecs and abs. It's it looks like it looks like like someone was just like really just like ooh, I just really want to see like this uh, Cyclops's O face. It's like 
<laughs> his arms are going behind his bite back like he's tied up. It's a it's a lot. There's a lot of things. It, it's a look. It's a look. Yeah, I'm looking and at as it. a person. As a person who now knows what homoeroticism is, that's definitely almost the definition of it. It's right there in front of us. Yeah, some people see. Oh, Cyclops is being beat up. What I see is someone definitely saw this and was just like, why does this make me feel weird? <laughs> A normal person would say Cyclops being beat up. I would say Cyclops is getting beat up. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Basically, uh, because of war injuries, Abraham Lincoln Kiros was paralyzed from the neck down and forced to stay in an iron lung. Then Apocalypse was just like, yo, do you want to, like, not be in an iron lung? And he was like, yeah, well, guess what? You're also going to, like, be the thing. And I did not tell you what their powers are. I just realized that. Oh, yeah. What is Famine's power? Well, she, well first off, she's 5'2", because she's a child. Weighs 65 pounds, also a child. But also an electric child. Yeah. Um, blue eyes, brown hair. So she she does like no regular exercise because again, a child who's anorexic probably would break herself. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> body is falling apart literally. <laughs> and she can just like make organic matter into dust at will. Oh shit! You know? Okay, that's actually a good power. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Um, so War is six six, weighs two seventy, blue eyes, brown hair. Does he have a thing for people with blue eyes? <gasps> Apocalypse. Warren has blue eyes. Do tell me. Which is color does Caliban's eyes? I think they're white. Probably. I don't remember. Um, I think I don't think I think he has like solid color eyes. Yeah, I, I think they're white. It's, yeah, it's either white or red. But or anyways. Black. One of those. Ooh. Apocalypse. Yeah. Do you like blue eyes? So, uh, so war is a mutant with the power to cause objects within his vicinity to explode when he concentrates upon them and claps his hands together. The limit of the range at which his powers are effective have not yet been determined. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's him. And, uh, he shows up, he shows up in Executioner Song. So we get some good 90s stuff. And, and then he shows up, like, way later, um, where he's like, Oh, no, is this part of the... Oh, this is part of the Chuck... Is Chuck Austin or Chuck Dixon? Which one am I thinking of? Chuck Dixon? The guy who made the, like, all the eight, all the ones that look like angels are angels, and all the ones that look like, uh... And all the ones that look like, uh... Demons are demons. And also, we need to get... Uh, psych, we need to get Nightcrawler as the Pope because that will cause a something thing. Oh boy, that sounds fun. Okay, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna do Chuck Austin because he deserves to be shamed. <laughs> He's the guy who thought it was okay to have Husk have sex in front of his family while flying with her her teacher Archangel. Ugh. Ugh. Yep. It's Chuck Austin with an E. Sorry, I'm, I, yeah. It's Chuck Austin, okay. Yeah, so, um, so, you know when, uh, 
you know how like angels are like real cool and and have healing blood and how there's a person literally named Angel and he looks like an angel and he has wings like an angel? Yes. Well, Chuck Austin thought, hey, why don't we just like make him pour some blood down uh, Abraham Lincoln Kiros's uh, mouth and give him the ability to like walk again? Uh. Oh. Okay. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all he showed up in. He didn't follow in the um, time-honored tradition of having a child named something horrific that you should not name a child. Yeah. We're done. Also, okay, real quick. So looking at these pictures of him, is that a bowl cut? Yes. It is a bowl. It is his hair. It's not a helmet. I couldn't tell. <laughs> it's like a really bad bowl. It looks like, t- like bowl cuts look bad anyways, but like this one's way too high up. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oof. Okay. Okay. I can live with that. I thought it was a helmet, and I was like, "Why is this dang old helmet so small?" <laughs> Does well, it, that doesn't protect his head. It's too tiny. Well, let me tell you that I'm done. Okay. With this, I'm just done. Done. Do, you do plugs. Okay. Um, you should go. Listen to my YouTube channel, soon to be also a podcast called Make Spooky Sweaters. Um, it's at Make Spooky Sweaters on YouTube, where I read spooky stories and poems. Um, there's multi part series, there's one shots, there's short ones, there's long ones, there's something for everybody. Yes. Uh, you should also go listen to Over Innsmouth, it's a- another podcast that Jesse and I do. Where we read through the complete works of H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, the good ones, the very, very bad ones. Uh, and there's also audiobook versions of everything that we read. So you don't have no, to... Sh- no, no, there's an exception. Oh, wait, no, there are two exceptions. So far, there's two exceptions. There are two exceptions because they're very bad. <laughs> <laughs> one's just racist the other one sucks ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah one would be excruciating to listen to without commentary the other one is racist drivel and does not deserve an audiobook so yeah there's there's two without audiobooks but for the most part there's audiobooks of all of them or you can listen to us uh commentate over the story and um talk a little bit about the backstory behind each of them where hp lovecraft was at when he wrote them uh, he wrote a yep. lot of stuff in 1920. Let me tell you. <laughs> yep. Um. I. Uh, yeah. All the the stuff and links are in the description. But it's a really good podcast. You should go listen to it. <laughs> Where I'm I'm done uh, forever. So may Conchie protect you through all night travels. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.